Bible study class from a creation, biblical creation viewpoint. Good morning. I don't know if you noticed we did an audible up here. <laughs> did you see that? I went, Derek, two, two. And we made that switch and you didn't even know it, did you? I wanted verse two. Did you notice the words in there? From lofty mountains. That's what I'm going to talk about today. I, I want to thank you for your effort. I know it took extra effort to come in and you did not succumb to that trap, you know, the fall back, and, I mean the uh, fall forward and the spring back, and you made it here, great, that's wonderful. I told my wife the five topics that I was going to teach on in the upcoming weeks, and she told me that this would probably be the least interesting. <laughs> she might have used the word boring, but, uh, so I, I'm going to give you this 45 minutes to go back to sleep and catch up on what you missed last night, if you are interested. So, uh, it's very interesting what they do in China with the mountains. They terrace them, and they use every inch of land that they can. Incredible. Uh, I know what you did last summer. This is what I did last summer. Uh, Laurie and I have been to the Grand Canyon. We've been to all over America. Something that I did last summer. What is up with the wings? I have no idea what that is. If you, by the way, my email is in the church uh, directory. If if you want this video or you want anything that I talk about, just contact me. So we'll start with this. And uh, Laurie told me that I have too many questions here, that I've asked too many questions, and and that's okay. I'm a teacher. You ask questions. So I'm getting you ready for the final exam. So when you see some of these things, remember, the final exam will be coming up. Do you want to see this two-minute crazy video? I know you do. Let me show it to you. Thanks.
down, you might break an arm or a leg, but when you're at the top, it's death. This guy's crazy. So let's start with a question. What mountain is this? You ready? Mount Sinai, Mount McKinley, Mount Everest, Mount Ararat, Mount Rick. Do you know? A rat? Ararat, okay. Make your selection now. We're going to try to keep track if somebody gets them all right. Have you made a selection? Okay, it's not Rick Mount. It's not, it is not Sinai. Sinai is on a, on a desert peninsula, right? It is not Everest. It is not McKinley. It is Mount Ararat. How many got it right? <laughs> Five people. All right. <laughs> Psalm 8.1. O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. How often do you think the word mountain is used in the Bible? I'm going to get multiple choice, right? Multiple choice. What do you want to go with? By the way, if you have an app that I'm going to advertise later, you'd be able to find out quickly. Have you made your choice? Okay. It's not 56 times. It's not 25 times. It's not... 213 times, and it is not 106 times. 324 times the word mountain. Now, here's a variation on that. How often is the word mountains used in the Bible? All right, here are your choices. By the way, how many have gotten all of them right so far? Both of them right. Okay, good. Got one person. Keep track of how many you get right. It is not 600 and, what was that, 624. It's not that. It's not that. 570 times. How many got that right? Interesting. Some of you, ah, I'm going to pick the the highest number because he did that on the last one, right? (laughs) Don't play those games on a test. Well, I had three true in a row, so this has to be false. (laughs) Don't play those games. So if my math is correct, something like over 800 mentions of mountain or mountains in the Bible. Now here's the app I'm talking about. It is the King James Holy Bible. And when you start that, Matthew 5, I'm going to talk about that today, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. You're typical. You see that. 
in your app all the time, right? Here's something you may not see. If you tap on the word mountain, it will bring up this. The Greek word, then explanation, and then, does it say this? Oh, search in the King James Bible. Click on that. And <laughs> so here, here's your next Bible study. Type in mountain on this app and then follow all those references. Be a pretty interesting study. So here's the app, and there are dozens of Bible apps on your phone that you could that you could download. I will make a warning here. Contains ads. Sometimes you get an ad and you just go. I'm getting ready to read my Bible, and that ad is, uh, and they say, please tell us if one of these ads are offensive or does not meet the goal that we have, and so. That would be fine to contact them. This, this is interesting. Part of what we're doing this fall, I think, is giving you confidence in the scripture. Do you think there was a flood during Noah's time? I think you probably believe it, don't you? What do marine fossils on the top of Mount Everest tell us about the biblical flood? Well, we find fossils of marine creatures in limestone near the summit, which means that this area must have been under the sea in the past. Everyone agrees that the top of Everest was once under the sea. However, many people do not associate these rocks and fossils with Noah's flood because they think there is not enough water to cover the highest mountains. However, they are not considering how the flood changed the Earth's topography. The mountain ranges formed at the end of the flood With vertical earth movements towards the end of the flood, the mountains rose and the water flowed off the continents into the newly formed ocean basins. Indeed, such mountains must have formed quickly and recently, otherwise they would have eroded as quickly as they formed. That's why we have marine fossils at the top of high mountains. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. Excellent website. Not there 20 years ago when I began my journey, well, more than that as a Christian, but when I started looking on the internet for things about creation. So here are the mountains I'm going to talk about. Mount Zion, heard of it? Mount Ararat, heard of it? Mount Sinai. Mount Tabor. I don't know. The Mount of Olives, you've heard of that. Mount Carmel. Mount Nebo, Mount Moriah. By the way, it's so interesting to me. This is a subject I've taught about mountains and, and earth science before, but I spent a lot of time studying. Great studies for me. Being, being in academics, I love studying, and, of course, I love teaching. So, oh, and the Mount of uh, Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, okay? What is Mount Horeb? Do you know? The Hebrew prefix used with bull. Horeb bull. <laughs> Thank you. Another name for Mount Sinai. A mountain in the northern part of Judea. A command to get on a horse. So, have you picked yours? Anybody got them all right so far? What's that? 
if you get them all right, wrong, you, you'll be like the student that said, Miss Clark, I never get your jokes. <laughs> and I say, that's okay, you'll have a chance next year. <laughs> so it's, it's not a command to get on a horse. Mount Horab. It, it's, it's not a prefix for bull. It is another name for Mount Sinai. Is that Mount Sinai? Biblical scholars are not clear on that. It's not like Mount Everest where there are people around and they can say that's Mount Everest, that's going to be Mount Everest for the next 500 years. Mount Sinai is on a peninsula which we'll learn later on. So how often is the word Sinai used in the Bible? 15, 20, 30, 38, New York Times. What do you think? Pick your answer. Aside from Derek, how's, how many has gotten them all wrong? Derek and Becky, you're in good company. No, it's, it's not that. It's not the New York Times. 38 times Mount Sinai is used in the Bible. By the way, I did a search. I spent 15 minutes trying to spend, to find Mount Sinai. You say, well, that's nothing. I mean, 15 minutes, so what? Well, if I spent 15 minutes on every one of the slides that I have here, that would be a, a few hours. So I did a search. You know how many times Mount Sinai places there are in America? I did a search. What is that? Almost 12 million, now some of that same thing, right? Mount Sinai Hospital in Chicago. All right, just out of curiosity then, I did a search for Dan Clark. <laughs> and that's what I found. It gave me an alternate search. <laughs> so let's, let's get in the geography here. I, mean, I think in those terms, do you? Do you recognize anything in this map? What do you recognize? Egypt, Egypt yes. The Red, sea. the Red Sea, good. Anything else? Well, let me go ahead and just point these things out. This is denial. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Okay, keep going. That's denial. I know, if you're in my class, you'd be going, pa-dum, pump. <laughs> so, do you know what that is? That is the Gulf of Suez. Do you remember them building, uh, constructing the Suez Canal so that the ships don't have to go all the way around Africa to go to the Mediterranean? They just continue on up. This is the Gulf of Aqaba. Cool, I didn't know that. I had to look it up. And all of a sudden, the Red Sea is red. <laughs> Thank you. The Red Sea, okay. Never mind. And then here is the Sinai Peninsula, right? The children of Israel have escaped Egypt, and they spend, what, 40 years wandering? <laughs> And much of that time is on the Sinai Peninsula. 
So here we see it again. The Sinai Peninsula. Here's my recommendation if you want to find the Sinai Peninsula. Bring a dart. Because <laughs> it could be... And there are many places that are uh, thought to possibly be this, uh, the Mount Sinai. ICR's Mahoney uses the trusted patterns of evidence approach in his investigation to find what he thinks is the location of Mount Sinai. That, of course, is a mountain on that Sinai Peninsula, but is it Mount Sinai? I don't know. Journey to Mount Sinai will take audiences on a geographical and archaeological adventure. It's one of the biggest investigations ever conducted in a documentary film on this subject. This next installment promises to be very exciting and will provide inspiring evidence for the location of Mount Sinai. The Bible tells us that the Israelites crossed the wilderness, went through a sea, and journeyed to Mount Sinai, where they camped for nearly a year. It was at this mountain that God came down and spoke to his people, making a covenant with them. He was fulfilling his promise made to Abraham 400 years earlier that out of Abraham's seed, a chosen nation would be born to inherit the promised land. The revelation given by God to Moses and the Israelites at Mount Sinai would shape Western civilization and the world. These ideas included the origins of life and the universe, the nature of God and of man, and a moral code of laws to live by. These laws revealed the character of God and His holiness, the need for sacrifice for sin, and ultimately laid the foundation for the coming of the Messiah. But if the revelation at Mount Sinai that came from the Creator was not a real historical event, as skeptics and atheists claim, then all these foundational truths lose their authority. However, if there is new and compelling evidence that these events convincingly happen, the net effect will be to reassert the biblical narrative with all its power. And this has been the power of Patterns of Evidence films. When viewers are able to see the plausible evidence for the biblical account, they personally re-engage with their faith and the authority of the Bible. That is why I believe the search for Mount Sinai is of great importance. It adds another pillar of truth in our exploration of the Bible's history. Establishing the Bible as a credible and reliable guide for all of life is key to holding on to a biblical worldview. Journey to Mount Sinai will pick up the investigation into the Exodus journey where the previous films, The Red Sea Miracle 1 and 2, left off. Six possible sites for the true location of Mount Sinai will be explored by simplifying the different theories and closely comparing them to the biblical account to see which has the strongest pattern of evidence. I will begin by grouping the different Mount Sinai locations into three geographical regions, South Sinai Peninsula, North Sinai Peninsula, and the Arabian Peninsula. So I find that to be very interesting. Mount Sinai is mentioned in Exodus 19.20. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, 
two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Here's some of the references to Mount Sinai. Is this Mount Sinai? I'm not certain. That would be interesting to get that video and watch it. Mount Ararat. In what country, modern country, is Mount Ararat located? Don't say Kentucky, but here are your choices. Israel, Lebanon, Syria, Turkey, Iraq. Make your, make your choices silently <laughs> so as not to affect other people. Uh, the answer to number five is 5x equals 7. Okay. Uh, have you made your choices? All right. It is not in Iraq. It is not in Israel. It is not in Lebanon. It's not in Syria. It's in Turkey. All right, so here is that region of the world, Middle East, and there is Turkey. Mount Ararat is just on the uh, border between Turkey and Azerbaijan. The name Ararat is mentioned four times in the Bible's original manuscripts, and there they are. Mount Ararat. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. It is probably best not to say that's Mount Ararat. It's probably a a country or a location. There was a search for uh, Mount Ararat conducted by John uh, Henry Morris's son, and they were not successful. First of all, you've got to get a permit. It's snowy. It's difficult. It could be several mountains. To my knowledge, they did not find it. So perhaps it would be better just to say Ararat. Mount Tabor, have you heard of that one? Some people have. Here we go with the many questions. What major New Testament event is believed to have happened on Mount Tabor? Ready? John the Baptist began his ministry. The transfiguration of Christ. The rest stop for the wise men. The call of Philip. Or the Romans defeated the Jews in double overtime. Make a choice. You got one? How many have gotten them all right so far? How many have gotten them all wrong so far? How many missed just one? How many missed just two? All right, we have many more questions. It was not the Romans didn't defeat them in double overtime. It was in regulation. Not that. It's, it's not that. It's the transfiguration of Christ. There's Mount Tabor up there. And there's Mount Tabor today. Question mark. Is it the site of the transfiguration? You know, it's not specifically mentioned in scripture, so we don't know. But here's what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration, whatever it is. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart. 
and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as light as the light. Reconnect. Is that what I'm doing here? Reconnect. Did I lose it? What should I do? Hold up my monitor for everybody to see? <laughs> Reconnect. Should I shut should I shut down? What's that? I hope so too. We could all get really close and you could look at my monitor here. <laughs> I heard something beep. You know, it's not the bulb because it's a it's a reconnection thing. You 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 How about if I close down multiple presenter and restart it? Reminds me of a time I'm teaching with an overhead projector. Overhead projector bulb goes out. Uh, you can tell it's been a while. And uh, what you do then is you hold up your transparencies. <laughs> All right, uh, 49, I'm on slide 49, Laurie. Can you remember that? Let me try again to connect. I'm going to shut down multi-presenter and start it again. All right. Is that back up? All right. 40, what did I say? 46? What was it? 49? Okay. I think I already read that, didn't I? Something about a chalkboard. I will say this. My very best day in chemistry, very best day ever, I used the chalkboard. because I filled the chalkboard from left to right, the whole thing. I could say this goes to that, that goes to this. It was a chalkboard. You can't do that on a screen. You cannot but you don't want me to teach this. So this, to me, kind of is an optical illusion. It looks kind of like a depression rather than a mountain, doesn't it, to you? Maybe not. Mount Tabor. Interestingly enough, at the top of Mount Tabor, I've done a lot of driving around in Israel, 
go to Google Maps, drop the person, go, you know, drive around, see stuff. On the top of Mount Tabor, can you see a structure up there? Right here it is. We're going to zoom in on it. That is my grandson, our grandson, when he's what, what is that, six months old? One? Okay. Here is our grandson when he's ten years old. That's not him. That's him up there. That's him up there. I wish this was playing at the regular speed. That's him up there. Jumping up and down. This is Friday, the Rutgers game. You know, grandchildren are neat. They, they really are. If you've tried to have grandchildren and been ex- unsuccessful, just keep trying. What? (laughs) Uh, Your Honor, if it pleases the court, I would like to strike that last statement. (laughs) Where do you come up with these things? He's jumping up and down, jumping up and down. I'm sitting beside him. It's really cool. All right, so, so here's yesterday where his mother took him and the two boys went up. And here she is. I know it's not a very good picture of her. She's right in the middle there. And this is Chase jumping up and down. And I think Christian is blocked by the, the board there. Okay, so anyway, there's, there's Beth, the mother, jumping up and down. There is a Franciscan monastery at the top of Mount Tabor. And you're going... Come on, you know, the Mount, you just can't imagine that, that monastery being there. So I don't know if you've talked to Willie about some of his racing episodes, some of, have you talked to him? I mean, some of the stuff he tells me is like crazy. So uh, he sent me this video. Have you had a mountaintop experience? You've got to come down off the mountain, right? Here's Willie coming down off of one of those mountains after his, Mountaintop experience. You go, that's blue screen. It could be, but do you see the shadows on the side there? I've watched this video a number of times. I don't think that it's blue screen. I lost the sound here. Do we have the sound back? Okay. Okay, please stand by for a moment. We're going to have a commercial with my lovely assistant. Do you have the microphone? All right. So this commercial, I'm advertising Road Trip God Sightings. This is for kids ages, whoever can talk, to ages up to 12. So 
during the summer and springtime, you'll be in the car a lot, transporting kids to practices, on road trips, on vacations, that kind of thing. So while you're in the car, have these discussions about what they see around them. Do they, do they see a, a red fox going across the road or a herd of deer? Whatever sightings they see and they're excited about, uh, they are to report those sightings to me. So they can um, you know, talk to me in church or I'm in the directory. They can call me, but report those sightings to me and then we will advertise those up here on the screen in the following presentations. So I'm going to actually report to Dan, put these up on the screen as they talk verbatim. It's going to be really cute, but it just teaches them to increase their awareness of God around them and just be looking for those things on the road. So, and it could be maybe they come across someone at the gas station that gives them directions. You know, that's kindness. That's, that's God's sighting. So we like to get those kids to report to me what they see, and then we'll just post those on the uh, screen in the following presentations. So thank you very much. Thanks. I don't need that. <laughs> and I think you probably would agree, videos and pictures mean a lot more than just somebody talking, right? So if you want to send videos, want to send pictures, that'd be fine. Mount of Olives, you've heard of it? You know where it's located? It's got to be close to Jerusalem, doesn't it? Got to be. It is. There's Jerusalem. The Mount of Olives is to the east. This is pretty well documented. You know, atheists can say, oh, no such thing as the Philistines. And you go, all right, whatever. Here the Mount of Olives. I had four or five references, and then I used my little Bible app, and it gave me all these. Cool. Jesus prays here before his crucifixion. It is also where he ascends into heaven. It is a location where he will return once more. Zechariah 14.4. On that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a great valley with half of the mountain moving north and half moving south. So we were in our church up in uh, Wisconsin, Sheboygan, the church we go to. We had a missionary to Israel, and I asked him about the Mount of Olives. And, and he said, yes, I've been there. Here's the Mount of Olives. There are thousands of white tombs there. We go to a, to a, a graveyard and we put flowers, right? They put stones. They put rocks. They place stones on the tombs instead of flowers to show they were here, were there. Do you notice right in the middle there? Can you see what that is? Those are buses. So here's the Mount of Olives. You recognize this one? It's Mount Carmel. Have you heard of Carmel, Mount Carmel? So what's the difference between Carmel and Caramel? Have you wondered that? 
So here are your choices. And how many have just missed one? How many just missed two? All right. So here are your choices. The only difference is the pronunciation. There's no difference. Number three, why is the ice cream machine at McDonald's always broken? Number four, no one really cares, Dan. And number five, caramel is a place, caramel is a brown sweet syrup. All right? Cast your vote. All right. It's not the McDonald's one. It's not just pronunciation. There's, it's not no difference. It's no one really cares, Dan. That's the correct answer. No, that's not it. Caramel, caramel is a place. Caramel is a brown sweet syrup. Here's Mount Caramel. If it were me, if this, mm, this would be my Mount Caramel. Mount Carmel, 1 Kings 18, Elijah versus the prophets of Baal. 1 Kings 18, 21, Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him, but if Baal is God, follow him. Now, if I were given a choice, I would go with the Mount Carmel on the right. But if you throw fire into it, uh, maybe I would go with the one on the left. There's a depiction of that encounter between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. 2 Kings 2.25, Elijah returns to Mount Carmel, then to Samaria. So it's mentioned a couple times. Mount Nebo, heard of it? What is the significance of Mount Nebo? It's the star of an animated movie. It's the site of a great battle with the Philistines. The Lord showed Moses the promised land here. It's the captain of the Nautilus. <laughs> Thank you. 20,000 leagues under the sea, the Nautilus. Uh, story of some uh, swimming teams uh, connected to Thibo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get out the padam pump, right? There's Mount Nebo, there's Mount Thibo, there's Mount Legbo. Okay, so it's not that one, it's not that one, it's not that one. This, to me, this is really, really interesting. And by the way, type in Mount Nebo. <laughs> this is not Mount Nebo in the Middle East. This is West Virginia, okay. This is a very generous picture of Mount Nebo. It's been greened up quite a bit. When I went there and Google Earth, this is Mount Nebo. It's got an elevation of about 500 feet. It's not really a mountain. It's just a, a little bit extended. And so there's the discussion about the size of it, how high it extends. So, and Moses went up from the plains of Moab under the mountain of Nebo to the top of Pisgah that is over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan. So there's Mount Nebo. 
east of Israel, east of Jerusalem. He'll, he'll be looking west to the promised land. And here's a sign that exists on Mount Nebo right now. 28 miles to Jerusalem, 31 miles to Bethlehem, 17 miles to Jericho, the Dead Sea is a driver in a three wood, and Lake Tiberias, the Sea of Galilee, you know it as, 65 miles that way. So here's the Dead Sea, eight miles from that mountain. And, uh, you know, if, if I looked at this, I'd go, hey, have you got any other places for us? Because <laughs> it looks like a desert. I'm not going to show this video. We don't have time for it. But those of you uh, children, younger people in here, did your parents talk about walking to school? So I have a rare photograph of my parents on their way to school. (laughs) So Mount Moriah, what is the significance of Mount Moriah? Abraham offered Isaac there. Solomon built the temple there. The Dome of the Rock is located there. All of the above. Make your choices. How many have missed just one? How many missed two? How many missed all of them? All right. Not that one. Not that one. It's all of the above. All of the above. Mount Moriah, Genesis 22:2. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell of thee. Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem in Mount Moriah. There it is, Mount Moriah, the Temple Mount. Now, if you've done like I've done, and you've driven around in Jerusalem and the little town of Bethlehem and all that kind of stuff, (laughs) you're going to be disappointed. (laughs) You're going to be greatly disappointed because it's like a big city. There is the Dome of the Rock, and there is the, the Temple Walls. Uh, There we are on the Mount of Olives looking west. Some more pictures. I want to get to the Mount of Beatitudes. Again, I have have driven around the Mount of the Beatitudes, and you would think you're in Indiana, except for all the tour buses. You really would. You should try this if you haven't. It's kind of cool. Uh, here's my favorite uh, map of all the ones I've used. There's where we think the Sermon on the Mount was. Is this the site of the Sermon on the Mount? We're not absolutely certain. I have built, a, <laughs> um, to me, a monstrosity on the top of it, but whatever. And here we are. Is this the site of the Mount of Olives? Clearly the tour buses think so. You know, this is the beauty that I would like to see. Matthew 5, 
6 and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. And we'll finish with this. By the way, this week, mountain, I think next week's topic is molehills.
finished, Pastor, if you want to take over.